You're tuned into the Market Unclosed podcast by PPI Securities, a podcast where we give you a quick rundown on the Philippine equities market to help you trade better, live better, as we make investing a habit. Hi, Rico here from BPI Trade, and you're on another episode of our weekly Market Unclosed podcast. The market for the fourth straight week closed lower as the index fell to 6,779, or 97 points week-on-week, roughly down 1.42%. Year-to-date, we are still in the green despite surrendering our gains and up 3.24%. Market leaders were Globe Telecom, Aboitis Power, Ayala Land, Jollibee, and Wilcon, while worst laggards dragging the market were SM Investments, Ayala Corporation, SM Prime Holdings, Aboitis Equity, and Metrobank. We saw heavy foreign portfolio outflow amounting to 1.23 billion pesos, but year-to-date figure stands at 4.87 billion in net buying. Daily average value turnover, excluding blocks, was at 5.31 billion pesos, lower than the year's average of 6.54 billion pesos. All the sub-indices were in the red, with the conglomerates as the worst performer, followed by the property, services, and the mining oil sub-indices. The local currency also slid once again to close at 55 spot 24 against the greenback, still up though by 0.92% year-to-date. Wall Street was on a free fall after the U.S. reported that the producer price index, a measure of what raw goods fetch on the open market, rose by 0.7% for January, higher than the economist estimates of 0.4%. This is the biggest increase since June. Economists are attributing the January inflation increase primarily to some seasonal factors, as well as payback from previous months that showed more muted price rises. An unreasonably warm winter may have played some part, with fuel prices, which are volatile, also jumping during the month. Markets also reacted to a statement made by St. Louis Fed President James Bullard, who said that he was backing a 50 basis point interest rate hike in the central bank's previous meeting, and that he would not rule out a rate increase of that magnitude at the March meeting. Oil prices were also on track for a weekly loss on concerns that the U.S. Fed will continue tight monetary policy to tackle inflation following strong U.S. economic data. This maintains the narrative of oil prices in a seesaw between fears of a recession in the U.S. while there was hope for a pickup in demand amid China's reopening. On to local news, the Banco Central ng Pilipinas raised its benchmark interest rate by 50 basis points for the second consecutive meeting and signaled further hikes as the central bank looks to bring down accelerating inflation. This brings the policy rate to 6%, the highest in nearly 16 years, or since May 2007, which was at 7.5%. The Banco Central also raised its average inflation forecast for 2023 to 6.1% from previous 4.5% and is still beyond their target of 2-4% target range. Banco Central Governor Medalla said that the upward adjustment was due to the faster-than-expected inflation in January and the continued stronger rebound in domestic demand and GDP growth in the last quarter. 
In a Senate Banking Committee meeting, BSP Deputy Governor Francisco Taquila said that it would take the central bank 14 years to reach its target capitalization if it is designated as the primary source of Maharlika capital. The PSP's plan to build up a capital of 200 billion pesos could be delayed if legislation obliges it to supply seed capital to the proposed Maharlika Investment Fund. Cash remittances hit a record high in 2022 as overseas Filipino workers or OFWs sent money back home as families struggle with soaring prices. Money sent by OFWs to banks jumped by 3.6% to $32.54 billion last year, according to the BSP. The 3.6% growth, though, fell short of the BSP's projection of 4% and slower than the 5.1% expansion in 2021. In December alone, cash remittances grew by 5.8% to a record $3.16 billion. Data from the Philippine Statistics Authority or the PSA showed that approved foreign investment pledges rose by 25.6% last year, driven by a robust performance in the fourth quarter. Total approved foreign investment stood at 241.89 billion pesos, with Singapore as a top source of approved pledges accounting for 54%. Vehicle sales in the Philippines surged by 42% last month, driven by strong demand for passenger cars and commercial vehicles. The joint report of the Chamber of Automotive Manufacturers of the Philippines and the Truck Manufacturers Association showed that automotive sales grew to 29,499 units. Month-on-month, -month, though, sales fell by 21% from the 37,259 units in December. Campi President Romel Gutierrez in a statement said that the double-digit growth of 42% in January is a good development momentum for the auto industry as they start the year. Power firm Abortis Power said that it will lead the Philippine-Japan consortium in exploring the development of technologies for the local renewable energy sector. Aboitis Power said that the move might lead to exploration and expansion outside the Philippines, specifically in neighboring countries in the ASEAN region, Japan, and Australia. Renewable energy firm Alternergy Holdings Corp. targets to conduct an initial public offering on shares on March 24 and looks to raise about 1.87 billion pesos to fund ongoing and future projects. Alternergy plans to sell up to 1.15 billion common shares with an over-allotment option of up to 115 million shares. The offer period is expected to run from March 13 to 17, subject to the approval of the PSE and the SEC. Balayne Fruit has announced that it is expanding the distribution of Balay Pandesal baked goods through supermarkets and convenience stores in Cebu. The company said that this is in line with their strategic objective to make its products more accessible to Filipinos across the nation. Balay also noted that the expansion of its Balay Padisal products complements the brand's growing online presence in Cebu. Citicor Renewable Energy Corp. said it expects to spend around $800 million for CapEx projects this year to further expand its renewable energy ventures. Citicor President Oliver Tan said that the CapEx is for their 1 gigawatt target for the year and looks to build 5 gigawatt of RE projects in the next 5 years. Real estate investment trust Phil Invest Reit said that its acquisition of Crimson Resort in Spa in Boracay 
has broadened its income profile mix beyond office leasing. President and CEO Marisa Lieria said that the company is focused on diversifying its portfolio to boost dividends for its shareholders while improving the revenues of its existing prime office assets. Ayala-led Globe Telecom has closed the sale of 578 towers to Phil Tower Consortium for 8.6 billion pesos as part of its capital raising strategy to improve its balance sheet. Globe said it received that amount on Feb 11, which is the first closing of the 1,350 towers set to be transferred to Phil Tower. In total, Globe has completed 42% of the sale or a total of 2,988 of its 7,059 towers have been transferred to the tower companies and raising around 39 billion pesos so far. In other news, Globe's mobile wallet app Gcash can now be used abroad with international SIM cards. Gcash has secured BSP approval to start the beta launch of Gcash overseas, which allows Filipinos in Japan, Australia, and Italy to sign up for Gcash even without a Philippine SIM. Only the first 1,000 users from each country can access Gcash with an international SIM card during the beta period. Toyota Motor Philippines, a unit of GD Capital, said that its former Asian utility vehicle, the Tamarao, would serve as the inspiration for a new light commercial vehicle in a bid to support local businesses. A Toyota official said that the new light commercial vehicle is still in its prototype phase and that Toyota Motor Philippines will invest 4.4 billion pesos for the vehicle's production and parts localization. Power distributor Meralco has secured another 300 megawatts emergency power supply until Feb 25. The EPSA was secured with Aboitis Power's GN Power Dinginin or GNPD. However, Meralco noted that it is not a fixed rate contract. This, though, lessens Meralco's exposure to the wholesale market from volatile and potentially higher generation costs. Manila Water Philippine Ventures or MWPV. A unit of Manila Water signed a 25-year partnership with Damosa Land to develop and manage water facilities for an industrial estate in Davao del Norte. MWPV will spend about 125 million pesos for the development, financing, construction, operation, and management of the water system of Anflo Industrial Estate. In other news, Manila Water is also set to spend 833 million pesos this year for service expansion in Rizal province that will include 23 mainline extension projects. Manila Water said that once the projects are completed, it would bring an improved water quality and increase water pressure to about 45,200 families in Rizal. A unit of listed construction firm and conglomerate Megawide is looking at developing an integrated terminal exchange in the north for the EDSA Carousel Bus Rapid Transit System that will serve as a counterpart of the Paranaque Integrated Terminal Exchange. The company is currently assessing the project in the north with the feasibility studies expected to be done halfway through the year. Megawide also announced that its parent firm Citicor Holdings is subscribing to at least 25% or 9 million pesos of the firm's increased capital stock. The subscription follows the approval of the SEC of the increase in Megawide's total authorized capital stock to over 5 billion pesos. Listed Telco PLDT confirmed that a U.S. shareholder 
filed a securities class action lawsuit in the Federal District Court in the Central District of California. PLDT said that the complaint was filed by Sophia Olson and filed a class action complaint against PLDT and its officers for allegedly violating federal securities laws where a jury trial was demanded. In other news, PLDT's data center arm, or ePLDT, will be expanding the capacity of its largest operational data center by 12 megawatts to power an additional 1,600 racks. The expansion will allow ePLDT to accommodate additional requirements of existing customers and to keep up with the country's ever-increasing data center demands. The expansion is expected to be ready by March. And this is your market calendar for next week. On Feb 22, Wednesday, we have a cash dividend X date for Certec Holdings Philippines preferred B2 subseries C and D shares. While on Thursday, Feb 23, we have the min minutes for the Federal Open Market Committee meeting and the cash dividend X date for Manulife Financial Corp common shares. And lastly, on Friday, Feb 24, we have cash dividend X dates for Arthaland Corp preferred series D shares and Sun Life Financial Common Shares. And that's a wrap for today's episode. For more insights and trading ideas, log on to your BPI Trade accounts or open an account today at bpitrade.com.